Well, Louis, thank you for your time today. I've had the privilege of knowing you for several years now, and this is just a great opportunity to learn more about Christians in Commerce. And I would really appreciate it if you could share the original call for Christians in Commerce. Where did that come from? How did that originate? And how did it originally flourish? I was given responsibility. Uh, I was working for a, a large nonprofit, and... Uh, we had a group of for-profit businesses that were supposed to be supporting the work of this group. And uh, uh, because I had been working on the business side of nonprofits for a number of years already, uh, they asked me if I'd take responsibility for this group of businesses. And uh, I remember having a what seemed to be a very auspicious meeting we gathered in uh, the boardroom of one of the members of this group that I had pulled together, and uh, it was at the highest office in the city of Minneapolis, and uh, highest boardroom. And there were about 15 people gathered around the table, and I laid out the basic plan for what we were going to try to do, which was to get these for-profit businesses to a place where they were actually making a profit, in which they were not doing at that time. And so um, after I made my little pitch, uh, the first guy at the table started crying. And he said, I can't help you. He said, I'm so deep in debt, I don't know if I'll ever get out. And uh, And... It went around the table, and everybody was in one kind of trouble or another. Some of them, their businesses were uh, staggering. In some cases, they were in personal debt. In some cases, uh, they were just having big conflicts inside of their business. And I said, well, isn't anybody helping you? And um, they all basically said no. And I said, well, do you get any help from your churches, uh, because these were all Christian business people. And they all said, no, our churches like us as long as we're bringing in money. And then if we have trouble, they don't know what to tell us and uh, kind of turn away from us. And uh, it really bothered me. Uh, I, for one thing, I couldn't do what I was planning to do with this group. And so we, we kind of scratched that plan, and I had to deal with the, the businesses that weren't making money in a different way. But I, uh, I really started thinking and praying about the situation that these people were finding themselves in. That, uh, it seemed to me that a big part of their problem, as they talked through what was going on with them, was that um, they really wanted to live a full Christian life. And for most of them, uh, they saw their involvement with business uh, as something that was in conflict with their Christianity. So they felt divided all the time. And uh, it, it was hard for me to figure out why that was the case. But uh, as they talked... Uh, it was pretty clear that, A, nobody believed that that there really was any kind of 
intention on God's part to be involved with anybody's business. And B, business was kind of a dirty necessity to make money to do good things. And they all wanted to do good things, but none of them were making enough money to do them. And they thought that they were kind of hopelessly trapped. And so um, I, I spent a lot of time reading what the Gospels say. Uh, I looked at things like uh, Catholic teaching on uh, business and, and uh, social order. I looked at uh, writings of people like John Wesley and uh, other great Christian leaders through the ages, trying to figure out if, if what they were saying was true or if what I was feeling and believing uh, was closer to the truth. And the more I did that, the more I was convinced that uh, God really does have a plan for people who are business. It's, it's a calling, it's a vocation. Uh, as, much as, as much as you can say it's a vocation to be a minister or a priest, um, it's a vocation uh, in which God has an intention and a purpose and a, a, a desire uh, to carry out the work of building his kingdom through men and women who are in the marketplace. Uh, the marketplace basically runs the world today. Uh, government people like to think they run the world, but in fact, businesses do a lot more to run the world. There's a lot of things that, that just would not be happening if it weren't for the businesses that are there, both for good and for ill. And um, when all this got started uh, in the early 80s, um, there were a lot of stories in the news at the time of big scandals of corruption in business. And um, there was a lot of talk about how greed was a such a predominant factor. And, um, and so it, it was not hard to understand why there was kind of a, in, in, in the eyes of kind of naive Christians, uh, there was kind of a taint to the world of business. Um, and, uh, so we started a meeting, uh, to talk about these things. We had, uh, a bi-weekly breakfast and um, we'd get together and there'd be a little talk and then we'd discuss it and uh, usually in the talks we were trying to bring up uh, practical applications of the gospel in the marketplace and the more that we did that the more it became clear that um, the real desire of the Lord was for men and women to go into the marketplace as Christ, that um, all of the love, all of the compassion, all of the understanding, all of the mercy, all of the justice, uh, everything that you can think about the character of Jesus are all qualities and characteristics that are desperately needed everywhere in the world. And in particular, they're needed desperately in the marketplace. And um, I found out that there was a group in South Bend 
uh, that was doing a similar thing. And I started communicating regularly with the person that was running that. And at the time, it was a man named Clem Walters, who had been uh, an executive with uh, the Associates, uh, the financial corporation. And um, uh, Clem and I spent a lot of time kind of hashing through all these things. And we both had a sense that there's something here that God really wants to do for men and women in the marketplace. And uh, eventually Clem's work passed on to Bud Rose. And so Bud and I started communicating a lot. And, um, and I think we were very much on the same page in terms of, of what we were looking for. And at this time, I, I got involved with some uh, conferences for business people that were sponsored by the University of Steubenville. Well, at that time, it was Steubenville College. And uh, uh, now it's Franciscan University of Steubenville. And um, the, the conferences were a good experience. Uh, and they they were kind of aiming at um, some of the things that that I thought the Lord really wanted to do for people in the marketplace, um, but they were also aimed at raising money for the school, and uh, and they were also aimed at um, um, more of a the personal aspect of kind of reinforcing the faith of people that are in in the business world. And I certainly believe that was important, but I thought that was an incomplete picture of what we were trying to do. Well, at one of those conferences, uh, I ended up rooming with a guy named John Mooney from Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, uh, John and I were talking about what we were experiencing. He was working with a lot of business people in the Phoenix area. And um, when I started telling him about what we were trying to do, he got excited about it, and he said, well, we need to keep talking. He said, this is good. And um, uh, a year later, Bud and I got together. Uh, he was At the time, he was out in Corvallis, Oregon. And uh, I went out and spent a week with him. And the idea of our spending the week together was to come up with a concrete plan for building an organization that would help men and women in commerce uh, become, uh, really bring Christ into the marketplace, be able to do that. And uh, <laughs> we, we met for a week. Uh, we'd sit down and we'd have these conversations that just went nowhere. So one day we went fishing Next day, we sat down again trying to come up with something and just were drawing blanks. And so we went crabbing. And then another day, we went up hiking in the mountains. And uh, finally, uh, time had run out. And it was time for me to head back to the Twin Cities. And we get, got in the car to go to the airport uh, up in Portland, which was a 90-minute drive away. And uh, Bud turned the key on his car and nothing and uh it took him about an hour and a half to get to the bottom of the problem and to get the car started but during that hour and a half 
kind of the whole vision for what Christian Christians in commerce was supposed to be just kind of snapped into a place for both of us. I mean, we had been talking a lot about what we thought it might be or what we had been experiencing and working with various business people and what our own life experiences were. Uh, but it, it had not been gelling and all of a sudden it did, it just came together and, uh, we mapped out the plan for the original challenge weekend, the, the, which was kind of like a entry point into Christians in commerce. And, um, one of the things that became really clear as we were doing that was the notion that, uh, a part of the, a key part of the vocation of every, everyone that's in the marketplace is that, um, business people in particular share in the call to be stewards of creation. Uh, we have in, in the marketplace, we have control of much of the wealth and much of the natural resources and many of the people on the face of the planet. And, um, in the beginning, God said, uh, I want you to be stewards of my creation. He gave us uh, a role and we squandered the role uh, and really blew it a number of different ways through the centuries. Uh, and finally God said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna send the man that can turn this around and, and get it going in the right, the right direction. And of course that was Jesus. Uh, and so Jesus comes into the world God and man, uh, but very much man. And, uh, and he makes it possible for us to fulfill that original calling. Uh, he makes it possible through what he teaches us, through how he lives and how he demonstrates his uh, power. Uh, but he passes that on to us through the power of his Holy Spirit. And so all of a sudden we've got this incredible power to do something in the world that can really bring about change in the world. And um, I'm convinced that, that way too many Christians have no idea of how much of an influence they can really be. Uh, they think that their influence is dependent on uh, how, how well they can speak about the Gospels or how clearly they can quote them or how quickly they can remember every line verse and uh, every bit of it. And, uh, and when you look at the Gospels and you look at the New Testament letters, that's not what it's about. What it's about is how we live and how much we in our character and our person and our whole person uh, express the love and power and passion of Jesus uh, for this world and for the people in it. And uh, so that, that really uh, launched us in a, a very definite direction. And in the beginning of Christians in Commerce, uh, we really saw that, that uh, 
kind of the, the core of our vision was that notion of being stewards of creation. Um, and, uh, it, and it was important, I think, because uh, usually when Christians talk about being Christian, they do talk more in terms of what's going on with their interior life. How am I going to be saved? How am I going to get to, how am I going to, get to heaven? Uh, how, you know, how am I going to make it in this, in this world? And, um, and certainly God cares whether we're saved or not. Uh, that's why he sent Jesus. But uh, he cares much more about what's happening to the world around us and what we're doing with the world around us and how we're affecting that world and how we're influencing it. And it's not a question of our words, it's a question of what we do, how we live. And um, a good steward um, is usually a, a person of few words. Uh, when you look at the, at the stories in the Gospels of, of good stewardship, uh, they're usually people that aren't given many words to say uh, but they're given great things to do. And they're expected to produce great fruit out of whatever they do. Well, we've been given stewardship of creation, and um, by and large, I think humanity has done a pretty awful job of stewarding each other and stewarding this, this world that we live in. We've managed to pollute it tremendously. Uh, we've managed to damage it, to use up resources as though they were infinite when we knew that they weren't. And, um, and we do incredible damage to each other again and again and again. And uh, I think there's a certain way in which people in the marketplace uh, have s something of a, an implicit understanding of their power. Uh, because that's why, that's why greed comes so easily and why the lust for power comes so easily, um, and, and wanting to control things. Um, we, we know that we have the capacity to do that. Um, but if we do it for ourselves and ourselves alone, uh, it becomes destructive for us and for the world around us. But if we do those things for our God, for Jesus, for the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, then things really change. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You'll want to check out our website at workingforourfather.com. It's constantly being updated with new content to support you and others in living your faith at work.